0: Obviously on the crown, after Margaret Thatcher's son went missing in a car race, the Queen realized she's not all that close with all of her kids. So, we spent the entire episode with Queen Elizabeth trying to get to know her children and figure out which one was her favorite. Uh, it was interesting, and I'm sure it will all come back into play this week on the Lords of Grantham podcast. Welcome to We are back at the halfway point of Season 4 of The Crown.
1: That we are, Dave. It is moving right along.
0: Truly. Who would have
1: thought? I don't know. Time. <laughs> time itself would have thought that we've, we've gotten this quickly through it. Yeah, I guess uh, the
0: only time will tell if we'll stand the test of time, right? So,
1: Yeah. Right, how are you doing, Dave? What's new?
0: I'm doing good, uh, Corey. We... The only real news on the Lords of Grantham front, I'm sure you have some weird crown behind-the-scenes news, but Mm -hmm. we released our January Patreon bonus episode, which was the first two episodes of the 1995 Pride and Prejudice.
1: The BBC miniseries starring Colin Firth.
0: (laughs) Yep. The fans asked, and we answered.
1: Yeah. So So we're breaking it down two episodes at a time we did two this month we'll do two next month and then two the month after that
0: yeah well technically it'll be two more in february and then two and the final two in march
1: sure yeah Yeah, we're a little behind
0: because of this uh this this dang snowstorm Mm -hmm. took us by surprise so
1: yeah but uh yeah
0: is there any uh back behind the scenes news in the crown this week
1: I mean, it's not so much as behind the scenes as the Golden Globes. Uh, their nominations were announced today, and lo and behold, The Crown led all nominations for everything, flat out. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, I think it had seven or more uh, nods at least. And uh, yeah, go figure. A, a show the, that's any
0: shocks from The Crown? Any like, whoa, Prince Charles or something like that?
1: Well, I think the biggest shock is Princess Diana isn't. Nominated for Best Supporting. Uh, she's nominated for Best Lead Actress in a, in a drama alongside Olivia Coleman as Queen Elizabeth.
0: Interesting. Well, I guess, you know, we're halfway through. We got four more episodes after this. Spoiler alert, she's not involved at all in this current episode that we just watched.
1: Yeah, a strong choice. Strong choice. Uh, maybe they just like the narrative of having those two compete together. I don't know. The, the Hollywood Foreign Press is a weird bunch that completely are bought off and they like to have celebrities appear and that's how they nominate things. It's a completely hokey institution that makes no sense at all and really is completely not credible. It's like Grammy adjacent in terms of mm. having any credibility to their awards. Uh but I did like I did get a kick out of the best performance uh by an actor in a television series uh for drama. We got Prince Charles uh nominated Josh O'Connor great but not for Prince best Philip? actor. Not Prince Phil, no n- not at all. And uh, did, Josh did O'Connor Abonam
0: Carter get one this year?
1: She did. She did alongside Jillian Anderson. But the company that Josh O'Connor keeps and the best a- actor uh, on a drama is Matthew Ree- Reese as Perry Mason. He was on The Americans. We have Jason Bateman in Ozark. Mm-hmm. We have Bob Odenkirk in Better Call Saul. And, and then we got Al Pacino in Hunters <laughs> next to our boy a, what, what a Crown. <laughs> yeah. You know, find me someone who watched Hunters, because I don't know any. Uh, again, a lot you know of these know things,
0: one person that watched Hunters.
1: Maybe. You know, who watched the whole thing. These things get nominated based on how much money was paid and if they're a celebrity. And yeah, Netflix has a lot of money. Uh, yeah. Well, that's yeah, Amazon Prime, sure.
0: right?
1: Yeah, that's Amazon Prime. They, they have money.
0: That'll be the so, next show we watch. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Al sure, we just we just pivoted. It's another uh, historical... Oh, I'm, go- uh, I'm going hunting. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: the whole yeah. gimmick of the show is they're just like hunters in the woods. That would be funny. I would watch that show.
1: Yeah, it's just some more historical fiction. Just Al Pacino <laughs> hunting in the woods for, for Nazis, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Anyways, kudos to the crown, I guess. You, you did it. Um, you got that money. Yeah, I mean... And it's not to say it isn't a good show. I mean, we like it and everything, but it's when... It's
0: prestige TV to a T, I would say. Yeah.
1: But when something like Better Call Saul doesn't get nominated, it's just like, oh, get out of here. <laughs> you so know, I, I don't care. For what? What is it? Not nominated for Best Drama.
0: Really? Huh.
1: Yeah. Instead, they have something called Ratched. Or Ratched That's uh, the one with um, uh, uh,
0: Elizabeth Paulson, right?
1: Uh, Sarah Paulson, yeah, Sarah Paulson. from yeah, not, Ryan yeah. Murphy. It has like a 62 on Rotten Tomatoes, and it was like heavily promoted on Netflix. But I haven't heard anyone who's watched it or anyone who said it's good. Uh, I know a lot of
0: coworkers that watched it, but nobody really raved about it. Well, I mean, it's not like...
1: easy. They, they're, they're just setting it up. Well, it did, that didn't get nominated either. Um, That's
0: probably too new, right? That's like no. two weeks
1: old. No, they, they've, they've shifted everything this year, so stuff coming out this year could get nominated. Either no. way, they're just laying the carpet down for the crown to, to steamroll and get some awards and hopefully get more listeners to us Dave it all works out for us that would
0: be good that would we the Hollywood Forum Press <laughs> yeah we, we
1: welcome them <laughs> and any listeners come we we appreciate you
0: if you're here because of the Golden Globes add us let us know
1: <laughs> yeah please tell us alright well let's get to this episode let's get to Fagin who is Fagin Dave it's
0: Michael Fagan.
1: <laughs> none other <laughs> Uh, this is a a wild episode. I, I mean, you know, we talked about how they didn't cover Princess Anne getting kidnapped, or the kidnap attempt. Now we get this crazy out of the blue thing that happened with the royal family. Did you know about this at all, Dave?
0: No, of course not.
1: So this episode begins with a, you know a newsreel explaining that a man has entered into the Queen's bedroom. <laughs> he and they they accosted him and they got him out of there.
0: Yeah, and he was there for what ten minutes?
1: Yeah, he left bloodstains. He he just hopped a fence and got in there.
0: Seems Who knew? really uh, even as this episode plays out, it seems shocking that this didn't happen all the time. It's how right easy there it was for this guy to do this.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess it just speaks to the respect for the queen and maybe just you know fear of the military or whatever.
0: Yeah, but well, I mean, this is really kind of a, a very linear episode.
1: Yeah, in a I mean, lot of ways, just,
0: we we can just put it out out in the the entirety of the Margaret Thatcher plot is that they're doing just fine against the Argentines. They pretty much won the war against them.
1: Yeah, I mean, they do win the war. But
0: yeah, so they have reclaimed their land, and that's that.
1: Yeah, she she weaves in
0: and out, but there's really nothing. And, you know, she doesn't affect the I mean, plot aside from being a hovering figure in the political Yeah, world.
1: she looms over it. Uh, just I, really, I think what Peter Morgan saw in this story is just uh, a, something to give him creative license uh, to indict uh, Thatcher. Because, you know, only, I wasn't familiar with her before this, this season, mm-hmm. but just in my research, she was not well liked uh, as prime minister. And you see for good reason why that's the case here. You know, mm-hmm. she did a lot of things that just upset the the common folk. Uh but um anyways though, yeah, she she looms over this and how she impacts this man and Peter Morgan really just takes the the ball and runs with it to see what this guy's uh, situation is and then what happens during those events that are probably completely fabricated, but you know, no one knows what actually happened. So there there you go.
0: But I mean, we we can we can surmise a lot of Fagan's life is true. Like there's not a probably yeah this guy was yeah. an, i mean he's part of the news for uh, you know it's like any of these sort of american terrorist pe- you know guys yeah that have done these awful things you can find
1: here. their yeah. wikipedia page and yeah probably sketch an episode out of it <laughs>
0: yeah so i'm sure that that fagan's story is is at least mostly accurate i would say
1: yeah i'd hope um i didn't i didn't look that closely i just yeah assumed like you did that's yeah, fine so tell me more about this Fagin character. What's his deal?
0: He's uh, unemployed. He's a, a painter and decorator. Uh-huh. And he is divorced, and he can't seem to catch a break, and he thinks the government should be doing a little bit more to help him. He thinks all this money Thatcher's spending on the on the war is stun- mm-hmm. is, is sort of a, taking a blind eye to the three million unemployed people in England.
1: And it's funny, the the, the way the show opens, it communicates so much just by showing you where this guy lives. You see this wet and dingy floor uh, of, of this bedroom. He's just walking around in this just downtrodden apartment. There are kids there that live there at one point because he has bunk beds, but they don't anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you don't even need to know you know, <laughs> that he's out of work just to think that, oh, this guy is on some hard times here.
0: Yeah. Now, one thing, let me ask you this as, as a, a viewer. They play into mental health a bit mm-hmm. here, but they don't lean too hard into it. No. So they say that uh, the mother his so his mother said that he c- claimed to have a girlfriend named Liz comes mm-hmm. up once, but then the rest of the episode he claims in towards the end of the episodes that he has um as everything in his life got bad he like became mentally ill, but I feel yeah. like most of the episode. He just seems like a dude going about his business.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think actually in real life he is—he he was classified as schizophrenic, uh, but, but they don't—they the, don't lean into that. No, really and I at think
0: all aside from it being a crush and an explanation.
1: Right, I, I think that may be intentional. Uh, not entirely certain, but. It, it works better for Peter Morgan's point. You know, the, if this guy's supposed to be representative of the common man, yes. it, it works better that he's got his marbles together to indict, you know, uh, Thatcher.
0: So it would be, you know, like I, I, I spent a lot of time in this episode thinking that, uh, Michael Fagan in his tale is very mm-hmm. kind of comparable to the Todd Phillips Joker, where he's just sort of a, <laughs> a man who, who doesn't seem like he's crazy, but, he might I had the same little thought, serious.
1: like, oh, is this just the guy? Like, no one gets me, so I got to do something crazy to get people to love me. Um,
0: but he, he, but he doesn't, you know. But he doesn't like snap. So, I think, I think if he did something bad, it would be an episode about mental health. But because he didn't right. do anything really terrible, it's an episode about um, class differentials.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But it's funny that you picked up on that whole Joker thing because I was like, "This seems a lot like that movie." <laughs> I didn't really care for. Uh, I mean, it just anything that kind of revels in that kind of like "woe is me" thing is just like, "Yeah, I get it. I get it. It's tough." Mm-hmm. But, anyways, though, um,
0: there's really not too much. I feel like this story is pretty much just like the build. And well, then, well
1: it, it it does that thing where which is like a Joker, where it shows him going about his everyday life, and they show him getting his um uh, his uh, check his um his unemployment. Uh, yeah unemployment check multiple times, and the gradual like resentment coming from the employee towards him because he he likes to joke around and say he's James Bond and not and not just collect his check and stuff and. It's the same thing of just like, these people just don't understand me. I'm just trying to live my life, and it's just like, oh, my God. It, it, we, we
0: see him work for a day. Yeah. We see him get, like, a day job. He's capable. And then then there's really no r- return to that. There's no, like, day two. Because I
1: that's, I, th- I kind of almost interpreted him as being clever when he's saying, like, oh, I don't work, but he actually does work. He just doesn't yeah, report it, you know? Like yeah. I thought that was like, oh, he so he does have a steady stream of income or whatever, but... No, he's he's crazy, <laughs> and he's gonna do crazy things. Um, what are some of the crazy things he's gonna do uh, to his ex's boyfriend, Dave? What's going on there?
0: He sees him at a bar, and he <laughs> wants to like talk to his wife again. This is mm-hmm. where you can't like. So you mean to tell me that he was he had a wife and kids, and was yeah. schizophrenic, mm-hmm. and then the divorce happened because the work dried up, and is you know like the, the gradual drying. If he had a illness that was truly affecting mm-hmm. him, I feel like this narrative does not play out this way. That you have sympathy for him, and yeah. I know we do have sympathy for him as the episode goes, but we feel like I felt like watching him interact with his ex wife and the the ex wife's boyfriend. He is a bum,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so he like sees them at a bar. He goes to a bar that he is, you know, not supposed to be at. Or, you know, sort of uh, the ex-wife has drawn a line in the sand. Don't come here. I told you not to come here. Mm -hmm. And then they start going at it, him and the ex. Do they they have a little brawl at the bar or they just talk about it?
1: No, yeah, it turns into a brawl. (laughs) You know, like it's really him just instigating the fight and the other guy's like, yeah, bring it, bro. I'm down. I'm down the fight. (laughs) Uh, Classic, I mean, I feel like we don't see enough of this of just – Bar brawls in, in London and media, because there, if there's one thing I learned from my quick trip to London, they love a 5 p.m. Uh, Friday drinking hour. <laughs> like they like to go out and drink and get hammered so once it's the weekend. Five o'clock somewhere, it's five o'clock there. Absolutely, and so <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that we get to see this this bit of a throwdown there. But they, they they keep them separated though. Mm. <laughs> they, they can't let it get too crazy here. Um. But, yeah, I mean, it doesn't take long for him to see the the guy out in the park again, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. He, like, goes and he wants to go talk to his kids at a playground. And then he just seems to, like, walk right into another brawl.
1: He literally, what was it? He goes up to the guy and then the guy, the, the boyfriend just says, he's like, you want something? And the, the boyfriend's like, yeah. And then he just punches, I think, Fagan in the face, right? He's the one who, like, just gets him down. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Uh, good for that guy standing up for his for his right. And then after he's done beating up this clown of, a, of an ex, he just rounds up the uh, the kids and is like, "Let's go, let's get out of here. <laughs> <You're poor laughs> Nothing kids. to see here." Yeah, I know, right? M- uh, must be tough. Um, and this Fagan guy, you know, he goes to social services because he wants to see his kids, and the they they won't let him go near them. You know, he, he's is being kept. He, it ar-
0: seems like he is sort of it's so strange because I feel like the story they're trying to tell mm-hmm. so this this um, assault that happens happens after the first entry into the palace
1: yes So which happens so casually <laughs>
0: yeah so he he breaks into the palace and this is at, he speaks with his local government about his dis, dislike of Thatcher yep and he says that you know, he he feels like she should be creating jobs. He's a painter and a decorator. If she could be doing more within the country, he would have more work to do. People, let If people had money to spend, they would move and they would need to have their houses painted. They would need decorations. He would be there. Mm-hmm. Like the, the leader says, well, you know, you can talk to the queen about that. And we see him walking around by Buckingham and he goes to talk to the queen.
1: Well, not yet. It says, "Well, he goes to talk to her, <laughs> yeah."
0: And he goes, and he, he, gets and he's in so casual about it, locked window. It,
1: it, it, cause it's funny, because yeah, the guy tells him to go tell her about it, but I mean, we know what happens. But I wasn't even following his logic when it's just like, oh, I'm just going to go to Buckingham, and then I'm just going to casually hop this fence. Like I didn't even like think like. Oh, that 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 was his thought process. Him just sitting on the bus thinking about things. That's what he was considering, and he he's gonna do. Okay, well, I, all I right. Think,
0: the thing is, I don't know if he was thinking that as much as he was just walking. You know, he got off the bus and was walking by Buckingham. and He saw. He said, "You know, maybe I'll do this again." They don't. They they play fast and loose with his thought process. I feel like. Yeah. Which is not not necessarily a bad thing. So he, no. he jumps the fence, walks by. It's like Star Wars. He just sneaks by the two stormtroopers that are walking by. <laughs>
1: So easy, so easy to do.
0: He goes, it must be one of those drills, and then he climbs up the <laughs> like <a> drain pipe.
1: <laughs> P- pops open a window, easy.
0: No, yeah, it's just he just pushes it.
1: Yeah, it doesn't even break it or anything.
0: And then we just see him kind of walking. He sits in the th- on the throne.
1: Yeah, I, I thought that was great. <laughs> Finds a bottle of wine, cracks it open, Chug and it. just starts chugging.
0: And he knocks over a vase. Uh huh. And then he walks into the Queen's bedroom.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And she's not there. So he uh oh he gets caught. They see him and they're like, yeah. hey, A you. maid sees him.
1: Yeah. And, and he's just he like runs Whoa. Away. And he gets away. It's like nine o'clock at night and he just gets away. Um now we should preface it. before this scene we do I think it we get the scene first that uh there's there's a discussion between Queen and Phil about uh improving the security that Thatcher has stressed that they they need higher walls.
0: And we get a nice callback mm-hmm. to old Lord Altrich. Right. And they say, You remember, she, you got to lower the drawbridge and be a, a leader of the people. Because as we remember, mm-hmm. the famous Lord Altrich left the dentist's office to write a story about the queen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, I, think, I think it's referenced earlier in this episode between Queen uh, Elizabeth and Thatcher, that you know, who's a better nurse, one who pats the child on the back or one who tells them to, to shake it out? And the queen wants to be one to, you know, pat it out, how, how be there for the people. But so that conversation happens before the first one, and it really kind of, it's funny how they just plop that in there, like, oh, I wonder what could happen. Oh, no wonder why they needed to, <laughs> to think about their security, because this guy just breaks in. And then they're just talking about the next day, Uh phil and elizabeth and martin and yeah because martin yeah martin uh lets them know and they're kind of like well let's not say anything because we don't want thatcher to to haul off and and say you know let's up the security here
0: (laughs) yeah we also did uh skip over the fact that there's some like meet and greet thing that the whole royal family has to go to yeah that's whatever yeah but it, (laughs) it, it shows the point of like this is what they think the public is. These people that are hand-picked yeah. to talk to them. That's, the, That's true. So. It, it sets our
1: expectations of who these people are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, after this first invasion, I mean, the Queen says, doesn't Buckingham Palace already feel like a prison? And and Phil is hot in this scene. He is good. Phil <laughs> feel like uh, feels great. Yeah, you know, they ask what he did, and then Tritera says, well, he drank, like, a a, a bottle of wine that was worth six uh, pounds, Phil just kind of, like, chuckles about it, and then they mention the vase that was uh, knocked over, and he's like, the one with the worms? Yes, one from from Ghana, and he's like, that thing was awful.
0: (laughs) And I think this is a good episode that shows how, um, how, like, just quick-witted the queen is, because she knows exactly the relevance and the importance of this vase.
1: Yeah. And Phil doesn't care. He just plops down on the couch and is like whatever. <laughs> Let me know when he breaks in again.
0: And he does. Mm-hmm. After he gets punched in the face.
1: Right after he gets and, punched in the face again by the boyfriend and gets choked out, I yeah,
0: think. Oh, he gets put in a, a sleeper hold. Mm-hmm. And th- and after that, the Argentine Argentines surrender, and we see that Thatcher's popularity is at its all time an all time high.
1: Sure. I mean, and, and it's funny though, because like, as they say in this episode, a large reason why uh, Thatcher wasn't popular was because she was putting all her resources towards the war. So people like Fagin lost their their work, their construction work, and government jobs of of just you know hard labor. And mm-hmm. so you know she has to she has to carry that 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 with her. She she's just not making everyone happy. And I, I did some research, you know, on Thatcher and. She did make it easier for a lot of people to buy houses in the '80s, but she also was responsible for the growing divide between the poor and the richer. Uh, so only certain people were profiting, and so, yeah, people are like, "Faking were hit really hard because she has this mentality of pull yourself up by the bootstraps," and uh, it even comes up in this episode, and it's just it's not applicable to everyone. You can't just do that when you're given a bad hand, you know.
0: Yeah, and that's um, that's. Part of the discussion that is had between Queen Elizabeth and Michael Fagan.
1: So Fagan goes for round two.
0: <laughs> he's got a break in the window this time, but otherwise everything is just as smooth as it was last time.
1: Right. <laughs> it, it, he literally just waltzes right in again. Um, he doesn't even realize he's got blood on his hands.
0: Yeah. No, this is a very good scene of the Queen. It's kind of creepy. It is, but it's also... Um,
1: there's a stranger in her house.
0: Yeah, yeah. But it's also, like, good. You know, like, it, you see the queen start to see the humanity in this guy pretty quickly and have sympathy for him.
1: I mean, I thought she was kind of reserved, considering that there was a, a stranger <laughs> right there in her room. Like, mm-hmm. he walks right in, and he sits on her bed, which apparently actually did happen.
0: I mean, he did like, pull up a chair. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's funny how the guy walks in she says morning Bobo and she just thinks she's talking to some helper or whatever because it's 7 a.m. He goes around in the morning this time and no, he just wants to have a conversation. He's completely lucid. He's he's calm as can be.
0: Yeah, the only thing he doesn't want her doing is calling for help. Classic. He, he doesn't physically get involved at all, really.
1: No, she tells him to go wash his hands. He, he does it.
0: He starts talking about her toothbrush. He says, "You don't even have an electric toothbrush. You just like the rest of us."
1: I do find it funny that she tries to ring an alarm, and the one vacuum cleaner in the building <laughs> prevents people from hearing this alarm going off. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yeah, that, that's the, I'm sure that's that's how that went down, but yeah, uh, she is just like other people. He's saying, you know, he's, he's been in her bathroom.
0: Yeah, and she's you know, he says she's not in touch with the common people, and and he's she's like, I'm in touch with the common people, and he's like, no, you're not.
1: Yeah, look I mean, at you. but but he is it is funny though. I mean, just to follow up on that one point though, he sees there's chip paint, there's peeling wallpaper, and there's stains and stuff in, in the building. Yeah, and we it, see it's,
0: we see his his skill set in this moment too, because he's like, look, you would just want to paint here, you want to clean this up, you want this to look like this, and we see that he's not a he's not a total bum, he's not without skills.
1: He just wants work, as yeah. he's telling her, and. Yeah, I, I think it registers with the queen a little bit that, oh, she doesn't talk to, to normal folk all, all that much, maybe.
0: Yeah, because she says, oh, where are you from? And he says where he's from. And she, he says, oh, you know, like eight, eight blocks or whatever from here. And she mm-hmm. goes, oh, that must be lovely. Is it lovely? And he says, no.
1: <laughs> it's it's a dump. <laughs> it smells. Like,
0: not just because I'm in there smoking cigarettes all day. Yeah. Because I'm poor.
1: Yeah, I mean, and then it's funny because he says, they say I have mental pro- health problems. I don't. I'm just poor, uh, which is easy for Peter Morgan to write in there. So anyone who's judging and saying, like, maybe the guy is mentally unstable, <laughs> Morgan's like, nah, no, nah, nah, nah. He's just poor, folks. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix he to- <laughs> was so poor. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't crazy in Joker. He was just poor. That's why it all happened the way it happened in that movie. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, it makes good points. There's people paying for taxes and they're just going to war. And he's like, you, you can sympathize with that. She wants you out of there. Thatcher doesn't like you either. You know, you, she, you represent things that she doesn't like <laughs> in terms of the establishment. Mm-hmm. But uh,
0: this, this woman comes in for with the morning tea and she uh, she I think Fagin kind of knows what's coming.
1: Yeah, I guess I got to show myself the door. And then they show him like DJ Jazzy Jeff on uh, Fresh Prince getting thrown out the door, <laughs> and that's it.
0: But the Queen shakes his hand. She's like, "Really, I, I wish the best for you." Like,
1: yeah, they gently was... shake their hands. Yeah.
0: And then I... the Queen says, "Now perhaps that cup of tea." Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, in the real world, because we don't know what exactly happened here. Do you think he got through to the Queen, or do you think she was just sitting there like nodding her head the whole time, like "Uh huh, uh huh," get get him out of here, or what?
0: Um, I think she, I think he did. Knowing what happened with his life.
1: I mm-hmm. think he did. He got through to her a little bit?
0: Yeah, because I think he would have been dead if he didn't.
1: That's true. That's a, that's a fair point. Um, And it's funny. The policeman come in, and he's just like, all right. Ah. <laughs> they arrest him and take him out of there. Uh, yeah, and then we
0: see a meeting with uh, Thatcher.
1: Expressing her her deep unhappiness, you know?
0: Yeah, and then what, what they're talking about the... You know, the queen is like, you know, like people like him really do deserve, don't you think like you should do some more work around here and and start talking about the moral economy? Mm -hmm. And Thatcher's gives that bootstrap talk, you know, like this is, you just got to do it yourself. My father did it. Nobody helped him.
1: Yeah. And and to which the queen is kind of like, well, kind of, don't you see how he, he may have had a a little bit of a leg up or he wasn't quite as down on his luck as some other people are today. The situation that you have people in, Mm -hmm. it ain't good. It ain't going well at all.
0: Yeah. And then the, the Thatcher's like, I got to go to my victory parade.
1: Uh, yeah, which Queen no-shows because she just is not about any of this.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't be. So you left my party at my house a couple years ago. Remember, that, how's that sound? You yeah. failed about moral tests. I'm not going to your dang parade.
1: Yeah, not what? having it. I feel like this is also the first episode we saw the Queen wearing glasses, too. Because you see her watching the TV with these thick glasses, and I feel like I, I see the Queen enough with those thick glasses now. hmm I
0: don't
1: know, just commenting on that. She's getting old. She is. She's getting up there. They're they're well in their 50s. Um,
0: we see a scene with Phil. Mm-hmm. Where he says, thank God he didn't walk into my room. Yeah. <laughs> beat him up.
1: You think Phil would have done that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he would have went down on him. Just still taking him out. Him. Oh, yeah. And they would have called the police.
0: Spo- he's, he's in fighting shape.
1: Yeah, he would have called the police and they still all would have gang fought this guy.
0: He would have sent, sent my, uh, his boy.
1: Mm-hmm. So what's his
0: boy's name? He would have sent his boy the, the, the head, the severed head.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Elizabeth watches as prime minister. You know, she, she even kind of comments to herself. It seems like, you know, she's kind of getting ahead of herself there. You know, isn't it strange?
0: And, and and is it Phil? It was like just let her have her moment.
1: Just, just yeah, I know. <laughs> this is the only thing that she ever had go right for her. So so let her have her moment. So that's that, and that's a happy ending to the episode of the Crown.
0: Oh, we get it, and then we get the postscript.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: That Fagan Fagin went to a mental hospital for like three weeks, and then went home. Three
1: three months. He three he was months. sentenced. He was sentenced indefinitely, and then he only spent three months there at a psychiatric hospital.
0: That's insane. That's so. That's wild.
1: Yeah, it means he, he got through to the queen and came across just as a, a nice and dandy yeah, guy. He was
0: healed. I,
1: I wish there was a postscript asking if they improved their security because it's like, man, if it's that easy to go see the queen, what's stopping us? <laughs> I
0: mean, the answer is yes. They definitely have. Yeah,
1: I, no, I've been by Buckingham. They definitely have a lot of security there. Uh,
0: but what a what a what a way to go! And he's still alive, and he's yeah,
1: yeah and. Shocker, Dave, He his wife returned to him after <laughs> the fact. Uh, and then he was in prison for four years in 1997 after he, his wife, and their 20-year-old son were charged with conspiring to supply heroin. So okay, couples that <laughs> conspire to make heroin stay together. So there you go.
0: So we, I guess he's a bit of a junkie.
1: but Yeah, and maybe his run. wife wasn't as clean and arrow or trying to get straight as she, she was. I mean, they did to separate at the time, but she found her way back to him.
0: I mean, he was probably a local hero.
1: Yeah, I mean, he kind of stuck it to to everyone by, by going out and doing that twice. Um, so, yeah, twice. And what was the song at the end of the episode about, Margaret? Margaret. It was like some Jamaican sounding song.
0: Well, were, I felt like a, it felt like a Guy Ritchie movie to me when when they showed the sort of slums and had that sort of like Brit ska playing in the yeah. That sort of yeah, the dub music is very much like the common folk music and lock stock and two smoking barrels. So it did Mm -hmm. seem very on brand here.
1: Yeah. But yeah, the guy still uh, is alive. He kind of changes his story from time to time on what exactly happened. So he's kind of an unreliable narrator. He he said the dress. uh, Yeah. He said, yeah, go, go go figure. If you you pay him, you'll get a story. He said the the queen had uh, her nightgown on that went down to her feet. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's those details. Okay. So, There you have it. I I don't know anything else, uh, if there's anything that may be faulty about this episode or anything, but I mean...
0: There's not much going on, so I feel uh, like how many risks can they take, truly?
1: This is a a good 52-minute, like, tight episode. I Uh, I enjoyed that. It was
0: great. I mean, like I said, it really, as someone that works in the mental health field, I think this does operate fast and loose with with Mm -hmm. his his disability. Mm -hmm. But I can't complain about the episode because I think it really did show the difference of class. Because, like like that one scene where we see the queen talk to the public, we know the public is not the public. Yeah. Even even Lord Altridge, is not the public. Right. Whereas it, this heroin dealer
1: is definitely the public. It's the public. <laughs> and, and I think it also is just very good at effectively communicating something that if they didn't have a similar event in past seasons, it would have taken some roundabout, like conspiring between the prime minister and his cabinet and Elizabeth as opposition to really kind of get to a certain point. This kind of helps, helps to circumvent that and really just show what was going on in the Thatcher era. That was really important to transforming Britain into what we know today for better or worse. And yeah, the, the challenges that came with that.
0: Yeah. This might be my favorite of the season so far.
1: Okay. I Someone I still who's like...
0: a little indifferent to the Diana tale.
1: Okay. I mean, I, I like the Balmoral uh, test. That, yeah, that was Balmoral was fun, great.
0: I guess, you know, I will say this might be the best season, and we're only halfway through it.
1: That's true. That is de- Well, I don't know. I got a soft spot for Mike and Phil and the boys in the water and the ocean blue. That was pretty fun times.
0: <laughs> the, you know, but I would say not that last season was bad, but I do feel like this is – so, like flying. I'm enjoying the season. Oh,
1: absolutely. I, I feel like last year in a lot of ways, they're treading water uh, until they got to this season mm-hmm. just because there wasn't too much going on in the seventies, just kind of setting the table with Camilla Bowles a little bit. And if we recall the, the season three finale didn't even, wasn't even really a finale. It was just an episode about Margaret <laughs> turning a page. Yeah. yeah well, was that the finale, marketology? Yeah, it was close to last, but it, it didn't do much that episode. And here we are in season four. Season four is firing on all cylinders. So yeah,
0: the, the finale was marketology.
1: Okay, got it. Yeah, what a weird way to end that season. So yeah, if they get a Golden Globe for the season, sure, take it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean we're, we're we are the Hollywood Foreign Press, so they're getting. We all are the in
1: there. It's actually a small group, the Hollywood Foreign Press, and no one knows who they are. It's like a Illuminati adjacent.
0: So it probably shouldn't have said that we. It's us because now. They'll know. They'll come Spike for Jones us, yeah. is going to come for our, for our throats.
1: Yeah. Well, maybe that means we'll get a bunch of bottles of champagne and wine and stuff like that. Who knows?
0: Six-pound wine, hopefully.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's get to the rankings.
0: Yeah, who do you got on the down?
1: Well, number three, I got Argentina. That war was short-lived, and they did not win okay. decidedly. Okay. All right. <laughs> sorry sorry to the nation of Argentina. <laughs> and I know you're going through rough times with inflation and stuff right now, so nothing against you today. It was just for them for taking that L.
0: On well, number three, I got I got Fagin's kids. Okay. <laughs> because like this is a this is a really cut and dry episode. There is not much going on. Uh huh. Fagin's kids seem to be the ones that are being deprived of a parent, mm-hmm. and a lifestyle change, and they see their father get beat up.
1: That's true. He gets the kind he, he, of
0: damage. I mean, this is the kind of thing that you witness as a child, and then twenty years later, you do your. Operating a, some kind of drug den with your mother and father.
1: Hey, we all have our own ways of getting close with our, close with our family. So, you know. <laughs> you know, hey, yeah.
0: What, family that cooks together.
1: <laughs> exactly. That was the missing key from Breaking Bad the entire time. He just had the loop in his son. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, at number two, I got the working class. They are getting put down by Thatcher. <laughs> and do you see how long the lines are in this episode? Everyone's just collecting unemployment. So mm-hmm, it, those tough times. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I I feel for them. So down working class. I'm sorry.
0: Well, number two going down. I got Michael Trateris. <laughs> Why? You should have you should have stood your ground in that conversation, and you should have said, "No, mm-hmm. we got to report this break in."
1: Yeah, we we gotta up the security. I mean, that that should really be what's number one going down this week is security at Buckingham, Buckingham Palace. It was terrible. In
0: well, the fact that we know that this dude is long retired. Yeah, yeah, no longer into there. This, this, this thing that he yeah, clearly had narrative. nothing to do with it historically, but poor guy yeah. is getting blamed for. You just know, not just standing allowing his ground. the Queen Prince Philip to just say, hey, you know, let's let, how about we don't talk about that? And he's like, oh, sure.
1: Right. Yeah. All right. Well, number one, for me, I, I feel like it's pretty clear but with, uh, with Thatcher. She Going is... Going down? Yes, absolutely. Really? Like,
0: okay. It's,
1: this entire episode is just one big case against why she was a terrible prime minister. She may have won the war, but at what cost? Millions of people, uh, you know, without jobs... Huge debt uh, that they're just not able to climb out of. She effectively deep sixes country in so many ways. Okay. Uh, yeah.
0: Well, I got the Argentines at number one. Oh, okay.
1: Because they lost. <laughs> well, it sucks to be there, I guess. <laughs> well, who's going up for you then, Dave?
0: I got Fagan at three. Okay. Because the dude, you know, he didn't wind up with his kids and his wife in the episode. Mm-hmm. But I think he did, considering what he did, this is the, one of the greatest things that any, like, think about human life. Like, what is your highest high? This dude's highest yeah. high, aside from heroin, his highest high is breaking into the queen's house twice <laughs> and having an audience with her for 10 minutes. Yeah, The astronauts it... didn't get 15 minutes. And they were on the moon. I mean, this is a this is a heroin dealer.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's as as good as it gets. Uh, well, for me at number three, I got Phil. This is just okay. another week of him just lounging about, just saying, you know, just joking, like, "Oh, we don't need that vase. We don't. Uh, who cares if he drank that wine? Let him have some more. You know, why not?" he, he is just living up living life, and I love him for it.
0: Okay. And number two, I got Queen Elizabeth.
1: I got Elizabeth at two as well.
0: Because. It's pretty... I mean, however it really played out mm-hmm. with Fagan, this is a, a, a powerhouse of a scene from Olivia Coleman. Yeah. And the whole episode, I feel like she's doing good work.
1: Absolutely. And she's she
0: opening is... her eyes in an appropriate... Well, not in an appropriate way because the guy breaks in, but opening her eyes effectively. <laughs> also yeah. not effectively because he broke in. Just opening her eyes to the problems in the country.
1: Yeah, I mean that scene really sells it. I, I, I really, I, I really think so. And, and just also the callback, as you said to Aldridge and stuff, like it, it's a good tying together of this Queen character that we know so well at this point. Mm-hmm.
0: So who do you got at number one?
1: Well, who do you have at number one?
0: She won the war.
1: It's that doesn't mean anything. It was nothing. like picking a, it's like picking a fight with like a tiny bully, <laughs> you know, like. In, a, 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 in
0: this episode, she went.
1: She does not! The whole episode is does against answer, her. It's building a case for against anything?
0: her. How does the episode end yeah. for Thatcher?
1: She, she's at a her own victory, victory parade. parade. Yeah. Well, I'm sure sorry. we
0: have five more episodes.
1: Well, guess who did more with less? Michael Fagan. Okay, this guy went straight to the top at number one for me. He just walked oh, right oh. in. Yeah. He he had the best uh best time of his life, you know? And he didn't have to start a war about for it or anything. So Okay. All the more fair. power to him, and he spent three months. I think that's the be, the biggest. Not even in you jail know,
0: in a mental hospital.
1: Yeah, he he got the he was best of everyone.
0: A hero in there.
1: Absolutely, I mean, he's part of like revolution, a revolutionary party and stuff. Like, I mean, yeah, all the more power to him. He's still alive today, seventy two. That is yeah, crazy. I feel like this
0: dude, this dude is set. You know. Yeah. I feel like there's always people that are against the crown, and. He, I mean, he he, he, is that sort of like. To a T. He went face-to-face with the queen.
1: I mean, he was actually in prison in 1970, 1997 for, uh, for the, the heroin thing. It's funny, though. If you go on his Wikipedia page, it just says Michael Fagan, in parentheses, intruder. <laughs> you know, whereas some, some say political figure or, or actor or whatever. He's just an intruder forever and ever.
0: He's, his name is etched in history.
1: Yeah, rest, rest in peace whenever that happens, man. But keep on living the good life, bro.
0: I guess so. I mean, he's seventy-two. So if he still has a bad habits, he's he's doing doing just fine.
1: Just doing just fine. Yeah. All right. Um, well, Dave, what have you been watching, man? What 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 have you caught up on all the Rocky films or what, man?
0: I'm caught up on all the Rocky films. I haven't watched Creed or Creed Two yet, but okay. I've seen so, them already. Yeah. So I am. I I will watch them. At some point in the next couple of weeks, but I don't know Rush.
1: Okay. So, how'd you feel about the last couple of Rocky films?
0: So, I had, how many had I watched last week? One, two, and three. Four. Four? So, I watched five in Balboa this week. Mm hmm. Five is really bad.
1: <laughs> what is so bad about it?
0: <laughs> um, everything. Uh, okay. His, the plot his makes no sense that he lost Stallone all his money. It's bad.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh,
0: Tommy Gunn is not great. Union Kane is bad. Oh, I love the He game. The, game the, the promoter guy, the Don King character, is good. He's just Don King. I feel like in Rocky Balboa, Sylvester mm-hmm. Stallone does a good job of critiquing boxing culture in the mid two thousands. Yeah. But in Rocky Five, he does a really bad job of critiquing boxing. He doesn't understand culture anything. In
1: the 90s. Doesn't Rocky Five pick up immediately from Rocky Four, where he's in the shower, like he he. Uh, you see his butt. You do? I don't, I don't remember that. But, like, it's the head trauma. Like, they say he has to retire because he's been knocked around too much.
0: Yeah. And, and Union Kane and the, the Don King guy meet him at the airport and call him out there. So pretty much and and Pauly
1: lost him, all, all the money. <laughs> yeah, Pauly lost all the money within the first 10 minutes of the movie. I like that. I think as soon as, like, Rocky 3, you're already tweeting that he needs to fire Pauly. <laughs> and then by Rocky 5, he's lost all the money. That,
0: but And then in, in Rocky Balboa, Pauly, Pauly's working at the meat packing. Plan. yeah he's not even working with he's not even working at adrian's
1: how good is Rocky balboa
0: it's great i loved it
1: right the speeches in that movie hit home There's nothing like,
0: about how hard you hit <laughs> about how hard you could get hit,
1: <laughs> and still People keep, keep going <laughs> it is incredible the speeches in that movie uh that's a good one. and the deleted uh alternate ending dave D- does he it, win i don't want to spoil it for the listeners
0: well, he loses. well, I mean, you
1: kind of, yeah. Well, spoiler alert for Rocky Balboa, yeah, the deleted alternate scene you can look up online is him winning.
0: I mean, he makes it all ten rounds.
1: He does. He does. I'm not gonna get him mangled or anything, and he, he doesn't. <laughs> good movie. Good movie. Yeah. Underrated movie, I think. It's kind of forgotten. I think.
0: Yeah, because I think it was kind of not disliked at the time, but everyone thought like, why <laughs> our age weren't like connected to Rocky like that? So like, I had friends that went to see it, but they were like, it was fine but nobody really had any emotional connection to Rocky.
1: Yeah. I think it's underrated. In and three
0: just, weeks or whatever that I watched these six movies, I'm like, Oh, I was all in on, on Rocky by Balboa.
1: Yeah. Well, well, similar to Rocky, I I, I told you I've been watching Cobra Kai and I've reached this point in season three where I, I told myself I need to pause. I need to go back and watch the Karate Kid films because it's, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. And, those are directed by the same director of rocky uh the first rocky and rocky 5 mm-hmm. um john g averson Alves, uh and the cry kid is literally <laughs> rocky for kids in a lot of ways okay so who is Just,
0: um the blonde guy who's the equivalent apollo or
1: yeah uh, essentially uh, taunting the whole time it's it's a little little bit different but i mean miyagi is mickey and, and you know the training his kid up with some oddball ways of getting strong uh that movie, it felt like comfort food just watching it. It was, it was like, oh, man, this is so good. And I watched Karate Kid 2, which it's this weird thing. I don't know if you've, you've experienced this, Dave, but I remember Karate Kid 2 and especially 3 a lot more than I remember Karate Kid 1. Mm-hmm. And I and I don't know why. Karate Kid 3 is the worst film. I remember Rocky 5 pretty well, even more than Rocky 1. And I think it's this weird thing of like, when we were kids, those were the more recent movies. So TV stations had the rights to them. So they would just air the more recent movie a lot more than yeah, the old yeah, classics. I, so I, I just,
0: as a kid, sequels always seemed cooler to me. Yeah. Cause it was like, it, Oh, uh, Macaulay Culkin's in New York city. That's cool. Right. That's or it, would being be, at home.
1: it would be a case where my mom would always rent movies from the library and I think the originals would always be checked out because those are the good ones. But the sequels are there and I want to watch Karate Kid this week and I want to watch Rocky. So let's get the later sequel that's not as good and just watch that because it has the characters in it. Yeah, and it's I, just
0: That's why I have an affinity for Gremlins too because I think it's the one that mm-hmm. I got from the library all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's so it's so backwards. Ghostbusters 2. I don't know why I remember so much about that specifically. Funny how our, our mind works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and one last thing, Dave. You watched another slice alone movie <laughs> written I did. by? I
0: watched um, Homefront with James Franco and uh, Jason Statham.
1: I have not seen that movie, but it is masterful by Netflix to take these familiar actors in these movies that most people didn't see when they're in theaters, and then just promote them as if they're brand new and have them trending on Netflix. Is it trending <laughs> Check on Netflix? It. it was like top ten like last week for some reason.
0: I have. I was watching on Blu-ray
1: oh wow yeah well it's on, I've it's been, on Netflix I've been right now
0: through, I'm trying to purge my physical media so I've been, try, I've been watching things to see if they're like do I want to keep this or do I want to get rid of it so I figured mm-hmm. I was going to want to get rid of it
1: Yeah. I liked it <laughs> alright well there you go it's people a lot of,
0: lot of people in that movie a lot of actors and actresses I, I
1: always meant to watch it I'll get around to it on a rainy day um, James
0: Frankel plays a guy named Gator Bodine <laughs>
1: <laughs> I remember that from the trailer. That's the one thing I remember about that movie
0: Tom is. Bader I mean James Franklin's not a great man, but
1: he <laughs> he, he's job. living the gimmick in that movie. Um yeah. So I I think I think that's, that's it for this week. I mean we can just keep going on and on talking about stuff, but you know, let's just let's just leave it there for people.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean also we watched Pride and Prejudice and we watched we did. a 48-minute Downton Abbey feature at Mm-hmm. for all of our Patreon tiers. So if you yeah. like us talking and you missed out Abbey or you want to hear us talk about more because I realize watching Pride and Prejudice, we are firmly in the eighties. We are not watching period drama anymore. We're just watching historical drama.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> We're so not it's, throwing it's it back that far.
0: Totally yeah, totally strange. It's it's in within our lifetime, our generation. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. We're not, we're not the old school anymore. The crown is current, almost,
1: almost. Until continues. we watch another show that sends us back into the past. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jumping into the Deloreans, yeah. Exactly, but until then, you can find us firmly in the present on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, yep. and Lords Grantham at gmail.com.
0: Merch is on our so, pinned tweet.
1: Yeah, someone bought one of our shirts on the on the, the T Public, uh, the family clan shirt or whatever yeah, of the if Daven- that
0: was you please send a, a picture. I I bought a hoodie because there was a sale going on and I wanted to, mm-hmm. you know, I could, I've just given ourselves a discount basically because I get a cut or we get a cut. Okay. I it's on my credit card, but it all goes back to the the well. You know, we're not profiting off of much of this.
1: None of this, none of this. But soon maybe, who knows?
0: Yes. So yeah. find us on all those social medias. uh, give us a ratings reviews on, on iTunes Apple podcast. That would be great. Absolutely. And just tweet about us T- tell your friends. The crown is uh people are still kind of talking about the crown, you know, Downton Abbey movie two is going to be coming out down the, down the road a little bit. So and we'll
1: be here for it.
0: Yeah, definitely. So keep it up. Keep, keep being cool. Yeah. We'll keep giving you, we've got five more weeks of the crown.
1: And, and just check the security on your homes, people. Just just be safe out there.
0: Yeah, get a, get, they have ring doorbells at the Buckingham Palace now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we'll catch you next time on the pod.